UCLA 3 and 0 as they absolutely dominate NC Central 59 to 7. Let's get rocking and rolling on this reaction episode of Locked On UCLA. You are Locked On UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to this reaction episode of Locked On UCLA. Zach Edders and Yox Simon with you guys. The Bruins kick some absolute domination in this one. 59-7 to in what was it? just simply an overmatched affair for the North Carolina Central Eagles. UCLA now 3-0, heading into the big matchup in the Pac-12 opener on the road against Utah looming pretty soon. For NC Central, they fall to 2-1. Overall, this was a game that we, when the schedule came out, that Michigan dropped out of the scheduling agreement with the Bruins. UCLA was chalked up in Sharpie for a couple of years or a year and a half, whenever the game got announced. I forget what it was, that this was a win. Was it as dominant as the Alabama State game? Even more so than the year previous for Chip Kelly's bunch. When it comes to a first play, first play touchdown, Dante Moore to Cam Brown. Then you get a pick early on from lot two, another one play touchdown drive. Even when your second slash third string quarterback touches the ball and he goes on a one play touchdown run up the sideline, this was just a game that was designed, unfortunately, to be UCLA's favor from the jump. 35 first quarter points steps out and jumps out to me, and UCLA mercifully really took their foot off the, the gas very early on. The Bruins used five quarterbacks. They completed 10 passes in the game and used five quarterbacks. Now, only three quarterbacks attempted to pass and all completed, but the Bruins had five quarterbacks from Dante Moore, who started again, his second straight start. It's pretty clear, despite Chip Kelly's, I believe, lack of commitment post-game uh, against the NC Central game, his post-game comments, didn't fully commit to Dante Moore moving forward, but we all seem to agree Barring the hypotheticals that Chip Kelly doesn't like to use or talk about in the beginning of the week, Dante Moore is the starter going to the Pac-12 opener against Utah. Colin Chile was actually the second quarterback in the game, ran it up the gut for, ran up the sideline for a touchdown, one of many big runs, big plays for the Bruins in this game. And then Garbers came in. I'm, it's pretty clear that Garbers is the backup QB. Schley is the guy that might get more runtime because of his dual threat ability. So we can see why, despite Chip Kelly's talk about how this was a three-quarterback race, we can see the dynamic ability of Schley, which is why I asked for more opportunity for him to play, whether it's one to two, three, four plays. I know him breaking runs against the late game of San Diego State or breaking runs against NC Central isn't necessarily something that's going to happen all the time. But you can see the dynamic ability when he touches the ball he can go break something. It can be a 20-yard run. It doesn't have to be a big touchdown run for Colin Schley, who had three rushes, 60 yards, and two touchdowns, a part of a 400-yard rushing day for UCLA offensively, at least from the stats I'm looking at on ESPN really quickly here. The Bruins just dominated. But it's nice to see we know who the quarterback situation is. Even if Chip Kelly doesn't want to fully admit it, it's more Schley will get playing time in different scenarios 
but it's Garbers number two, Shalee number three, and then we got to see Chase Griffin out there for some plays, even Justin Martin out there. UCLA went deep on the depth chart at just about every position, offensively, defensively. I thought Moore would go for a buck 50 and two touchdowns. Today he went for 180 yards and two touchdowns, and his day was done before the second quarter was even a quarter over, literally, in the second quarter. Finished maybe three three minutes in. I thought Dante Moore in this game would actually be done after the first quarter, considering the Bruins were up 35-0. Lo and behold, he comes back out in the second quarter. NC Central lays a big hit. I was stunned that they let him go out there, although he does need reps and more game time. And Utah's going to lay big hits on him in the upcoming games as the will the rest of the Pac-12 opponents. You just don't want to take that shot when you're up 35-0 in a game you have in hand after 15 minutes, maybe after one play in this game. We knew what the type of game it was going to be. It was great to see the defense dominate. Again, I thought that the backups might give up a couple more points, and I was completely mistaken on that. Didn't matter who came in defensively. Didn't help that NC Central didn't get too much quality play from Richard because he had no time to throw and finished this game on the sideline with a boot, I believe, on his left foot from what I saw in the Rose Bowl. So despite a, a lot of backup play from Walker Harris, who did a nice job moving the ball, coming in relief of the injured Richard, NC Central got that late touchdown, ruining any upset or upset any shutout bid for UCLA in since 2015. It's been at least at the dropping of this podcast eight years, nearly eight years since the Bruins shut out Oregon State 41 to nothing. With this victory, UCLA now has a better than 500 record with Chip Kelly as the head coach. They moved to 30 and 29, the first time in his tenure that the Bruins have moved to above 500 overall with him as head coach. You mix in a couple of FCS games, a lot more success in the last three seasons, 21 to 22, and the 3-0 start in 23. Back-to-back non-conference starts for UCLA at 3-0, and now the Bruins go into their biggest game of the season, red hot, rested, basically fully healthy against a Utah team that we're still not quite sure what the rising situation is looking like, Heading into week four, it's early. It won't be drastically cold. I'm not sure Utah's fully at full strength, right, when they get their full head of steam at the end of the season. And it's nice for UCLA to take one out of the SEC playbook, which is play a cupcake at some point in the schedule before a big conference game and get a dub, get some confidence for your true freshman quarterback. Despite the lack of full, you know, you know, for Chip Kelly, Despite the lack of transparency from him saying that Dante Moore's the starter we all have seen with the eye test, Moore started twice. He's done pretty solidly despite only needing 12 attempts today in a pretty quick show up, play a couple plays, and then get out of there and get ready for the Utah game. And one last shout out to Michigan, right? Because, hey, the only reason the Bruins are playing these games, and while it was fun to see Alabama State come to town, Fun to see NC Central come to town, have their bands play, all the celebrations in the Rose Bowl. We really would have loved to see UCLA go to Ann Arbor, would have loved to see Michigan come this week to play UCLA or whenever it would have been, right? And supposed to them going and beating Bowling Green, whoop-de-doo, they're number two or three in the country. Hey, wouldn't it have been fun to see Dante Moore play the team from his home state in a big game in the Rose Bowl? I think we all would have loved that. So shame on you, Michigan. That. As fun as it was to see a lot of Bruins play today, go up 35 nothing 
And 59 nothing after three quarters could have been even more. The Bruins easily could have put up 70, 80 points in this game. We would have seen UCLA, Michigan. We'll get some revenge. We'll see that in Big Ten play, and hopefully the Bruins beat Michigan down for years to come. Will that happen? Who knows? But just remember, this game is happening because Michigan pulled out. Weak sauce. Shame on you. Back to this one. The Bruins dominated. There's not really much to say other than it was overmatched. We saw lots of Adkins today. Anthony Adkins, the Army transfer, nearly the 100-yard rusher for the Bruins in this game. Carson Steele, 83 yards and a touchdown. TJ Harden, a big busting run for 62 yards and a score. Colson Yankoff had a touchdown. Shirley, two rushing touchdowns in three attempts. I'm not sure you could have had a more dominant rushing performance of, what, 400, 300-plus yards, nearly 400 yards rushing it couldn't have been a more dominant game where the two teams were mismatched. And I was clear from the first play after the kickoff. When you saw Dante Moore have as much time in the world, maybe not the best delivery of the pass to Cam Brown. He still ran up the sideline for a touchdown. You knew, uh-oh, we might be here for four hours watching UCLA score all day. Great time to see all these players get opportunities to play. But now we're slowly starting to see, at least barely in the starting roles, UCLA you know, chisel out some roles more, the starter. What can the Bruins bring in as a change of pace down later in the games, potentially with an Adkins or Yankoff if UCLA needs a bigger bruising back to score in the goal line? Maybe they bring in Schley first and goal from the one and not have Dante Moore get in there and have Schley work his way in and weasel his way in for a score, maybe against a Utah in coming up weeks. All different things we can dissect in the game, the Bruins absolutely dominated. 59-7, to 3-0. The Bruins are above 500 in the Chip Kelly tenure, and they'll be ranked, barring some stupidity from pollsters, going into the Utah game, their biggest game of the season. And I think UCLA has a real shot to compete in that game and shock some people in Salt Lake City a lot because we haven't seen Utah at full strength. We'll talk all about this during the week, which is why I heard every day here for the Locked On UCLA podcast, hit the download button, subscribe to all these episodes coming up. This one, this week, will be extremely, extremely special for the Bruins as they take on the Utes. Pac-12 play starting for the last time ever in UCLA athletics history, maybe pretty much the last time ever in Pac-12 conference history. The conference champions, we love to see UCLA out on top. So download, subscribe every day or We're going to talk more grades, more hype, everything for UCLA and Utah. The Big Ten bound Bruins and the Big 12 bound Utah Utes coming up pretty soon. This episode, we'll tell you, is brought to you by by none other than LinkedIn. And if you're a small business owner, when you're trying to get a new hire, every single new hire seems like a high stakes wage, right? So being 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available is why you should check out LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the right people faster and for free for your team. Screening questions help limit and focus the right candidates in your interviewing process, and they quickly prioritize who you want to interview and hire. Small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Go find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. That's going to wrap it up for Locked On UCLA. In this reaction episode, we'll give a little bit more tidbits, some stuff to talk about in upcoming episodes for UCLA, but the Bruins are 3-0. This was something we knew as soon as the schedule posted. The Bruins 
the Bruins are going to win this game. But in this dominative fashion, it was pretty impressive, even though the mismatch was there from kickoff. Again, UCLA dominant, and we get to see the real tests coming up. Zach Anderson, Yox, I'm with you guys on this reaction edition. Dante Moore's the starter. Despite lack of committal, it's pretty clear for now. UCLA fans, get your hands up. Eight clap time, baby. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You see. LA. UCLA fight, fight, fight. This has been Locked On UCLA. Zach signing off. Go Bruins. Let's do it. Go Bruins.